The good end happily and the bad unhappily. That is what fiction means. Oscar Wilde. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Our topic of discussion today is the genre of comedy. Yes, which tends to be an extra fun one and a really hard one to write well. Of course, you're going to have comedy in almost every genre out there. But to write an actual comedy is really difficult. Yes. You will often hear, especially actors, say comedy is all about timing, which is really difficult when everyone reads at a different speed. So subgenres of comedy include probably the biggest, your parody, spoof, and satire. Yeah, that tends to come at the end of the genre's lifespan. We had a whole bunch of different zombie movies. We had Resident Evil. We had 28 Days Later. Then we had Zombieland and Zombieland 2. And Shaun of the Dead. That satire making fun of whatever's popular. You also have dark and fatalistic comedy. It feels like it should be serious, but there's a little bit of gallows humor in there. I think that's one type of humor you and I connected on right away. An example of your dark fatalistic humor is The Martian. I think we've talked about it before. And of course, you can't have a list of comedy subgenres without including romantic comedies. An example of this would be You've Got Mail. The thing that defines romantic comedy is that things in the middle never quite turn out the way that the main character wants. They have a lot of stumbling, and it's humorous in the way that it stumbles. A lot of this comes from your audience knowing what your characters don't. You know that the person who owns the bookstore that's putting her business out of business is the person she's falling in love with, but she doesn't know that. And that's what makes the situations humorous. And the last subgenre we're going to talk about is a very old version of comedy, slapstick humor. Very vaudeville, your Three Stooges. Slipping on a banana peel, farting, toilet humor. Yeah, it's kind of a base humor, but it can be funny if applied correctly. And the defining part of slapstick is it's a very physical kind of humor, which is difficult to write. Uh, Most of the authors we're going to talk about are punny, witty, kind of the drier humor. Slapstick is more film-based. So some of the famous authors include Douglas Adams, yay, very well known for his satirical parody sci-fi. He is great at the unexpected being humorous. It's not an annoying unexpected. It's a, huh, okay, I didn't see that coming, but I still giggled. You also have Terry Pratchett, Andy Weir, Oscar Wilde, and one of my favorite, William Goldman with The Princess Bride. So the one thing about comedy is that the setting can be anywhere, anytime, any place. You have Douglas Adams' sci-fi Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which takes place across the galaxy, and you can have your rom-com You've Got Mail that takes place in a city bookstore. Terry Pratchett does a lot of the fantasy humor in Guards Guards. That's amazing. That feels very much Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes. And that one also falls in the satire because we know those characters from other places as well. Yeah. 
Your writing style of humor is varied. I prefer, like Lee, the more witty-based humor. I prefer a quick wit over a blunt stick. But you can have any kind of humor. It depends on your target audience. If you're writing for eight-year-olds, you're going to have more toilet humor. You're going to have fart jokes and poop jokes and... Okay, to be fair, eight-year-olds or my brother-in-law. That too. (laughs) Adult males who never grow up. (laughs) You can also have absurd comedy, which I feel is a little bit like Douglas Adams, where there's just a weirdness to it. Monty Python also falls in this category. A lot of the, we know this could never happen. One aspect of comedy in writing is inside jokes. It is so important to have inside jokes. Things that the readers can follow along the way, and it gets funnier every time because they remember it from earlier. And they can share it with each other. And of course, you also have the rule of three. If you want to learn more about that, head back a couple of months, and we talked about that specifically. Your word count in comedy will vary by its subgenre, because if it is a fantasy comedy, it's going to fall closer to the fantasy subgenre. If it's a rom-com, it's going to fall closer to the romantic genre word count. But in general, you can expect 70 to 100,000 words. Which is most of your generic fiction. It's rare to find something that is strictly comedy, and mostly that's like stand-up comedy, and they're kind of all over the place. But especially your satire is going to fall into whatever you're satirizing. When it comes to titling comedy, you're going to have to expect nonsense, absurdity. There's going to be a tie to the book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You can kind of get that it's going to be like, okay, there's a galaxy and hitchhiking. How do you hitchhike a galaxy? So it creates a question and an interest. Now I have to ask, what do you mean so long and thanks for all the fish? The Bedwetter is another comedy that people enjoy. Okay, we're going there. You know what kind of humor it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of that toilet humor. You've got a confederacy of dunces, which makes it sound very lofty and aristocratic, but it's still dunces. Another popular titling convention is to have a character's name in your title somewhere. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Happy Gilmore. The importance of being earnest. Of course, if you're going to do a pure parody, there's going to be an element of the original title in there. So Shaun of the Dead is a parody of Dawn of the Dead. You have the girl with a lower back tattoo is a parody of the girl with a dragon tattoo. And the parody titles automatically tell you, this is a joke. The whole book is a joke. Be in for an entertaining ride. The one that I've always wanted to read, even though I have no interest in the original one, is Fifty Shades of Earl Grey. And I'm going to read the description that I googled from Google Books, because this is incredible. Young, arrogant tycoon Earl Grey seduces the naive co-ed Anna Steele with his overpowering good looks and staggering amounts of money. But will she be able to get past his 50 shames? including shopping at Walmart on Saturdays, bondage with handcuffs, his love of BDSM, bards, dragons, sorcery, and magic? (laughs) Or will his dark secret and constant smirking drive her over the edge? So your covers tend to be ultra high contrast. People want the text to really stand out on the shelf. 
whereas you have a lot of pictures and most other covers. These will have maybe a picture of the comedian, oftentimes. You'll see a face you already recognize as a celebrity. Very bold, thick letters, and high contrast. You're also going to have a lot of things that are over the top, especially in the parody, because it is an over-the-top exaggeration of whatever it is. When it comes to fonts, you're also going to have some more handwriting-style fonts, splashes and mistakes and imperfections in the font itself. And of course, smiling faces. You want your readers to be smiling as you're reading it, so... If you're seeing a face, it's often somebody you already know. So tropes in comedy are so varied. There are many of them. We could spend days listing comedy tropes. I was actually looking them up for this episode. And instead of having a page that has all of them listed, it has, I think it was a full 26 sub listings of comedy tropes under A, and there's a full page of those with brief descriptions. It's comedy tropes under B. I was like, I got about three quarters of the way through it and went, oh, I have way too many here. So I tried to tone it down to the best ones, the most relatable ones, the ones that amuse me the most. One of my favorites is the bad news in a fun way. Best example of this, Firefly, Wash. This landing's going to get interesting. Define interesting. Oh God, oh God, we're all going to die? <laughs> One of my favorites is the accidentally such and such profession. Striving to pretend like they know what they're doing is a lot of fun to watch them struggle. You also have the very slapstick banana peels and acne products. Things go boom, you know, slip and fall on whatever. Very physical humor. The series that I'm reading right now, a running joke is that the main character, who, by the way, is an accidental bounty hunter also has her cars get exploded all the time. <laughs> I think she had three cars blown up in one book at one point. Wow. Yeah, but it's funny because it is that running theme. You also have dramatic failures. Things go wrong in an epic way. It's never a subtle failure or a small one. It's big, like a car getting blown up. One of my favorite examples of this is the simply... Getting in an argument and then going, fine, going and trying to swing the door open and it's stuck and you're just sitting there glaring at them and then eventually you manage it open and you slap yourself in the face. You're trying to be angry, but you keep screwing it up. Storm off one way and realize you actually need to go the other way. Or pull the lever, Kronk. <laughs> Wrong lever. <laughs> so there are a lot of places you can go with comedy. It is incredibly difficult to write well, so definitely read up on not only comedy books, but the subgenre, especially if you're doing a parody, all of those recurring tropes that you can then make fun of because your audience is like, well, he's wearing a red shirt again. And know your audience. If your audience is going to be middle-aged women, not likely going to enjoy a lot of fart jokes. But if your audience are eight-year-olds, sure, free for all. Have fun with those fart jokes. So write to who you want to read your book. But if you really want to enjoy the process, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 